and welcome to the Live Laundry Podcast. I am Gemma. You know what, Chippy, you do the intro. Go on, you do it. I can't can't do it with the level of cheeriness that you bring to it every single week. I've also lost my teeth. I was asleep approximately seven minutes ago and the phone beeped. And I was like, I I went from horizontal to vertical in probably about... 0.6 0. 0.6 seconds. <laughs> um, and I'm actually record podcast. So. Got to record. <laughs> yeah, so that there you go. Anyone thinks that I've been working hard on um, this Friday morning, and can think again because I've had a little snooze. What's that face for? She's having I an epiphany. Have much news. What? I am More? going to the gym at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Oh my God. <laughs> tomorrow? I picked my outfit they open? everything. They, open they open tomorrow. Have you... Um, That's a book. Yeah, have you booked? I put, picked my outfit. I know yeah. what workout I'm doing. I'm going on a spin bike. I've downloaded oh. the Peloton... Um, Hello, Peloton. Yeah, I've downloaded the Peloton um, app. Even the... Even the Peloton adverts make me angry. What is the top tip? I downloaded the Peloton. I am slightly addicted to exercise apps. I have a few on my phone, right? And I, I mean, downloaded there's worse things to be addicted I to. The Peloton one, and I think it's like it's not a lot a month. <clears throat> you don't need a bike, but they do. What do you do without bike? No, they do run. They do. You can do Peloton outdoor, or you can just do normal workouts. But you do Peloton horizontal. Yeah, don't do Peloton napping. But they do do Peloton outdoor, so you can choose between, like, walking or running. And they are, honestly, they are so much fun. Like, you see, you log on, and it's like a a Dolly Parton 24-minute run. So you've got this out of bed and the tumble to the kitchen. Just want to go, hey, Peloton, let's do a 20-minute warm-up. Just remember to be aware of your surroundings like that. And again, now, and now, and then this, the song comes, oh, I love this song by Dolly Parton. Okay, let's go a little bit faster. Two doors down, and I'm like, and drinking and having a party. No, it's that one where it goes, um, Islands in the stream. stream. That is what is we yeah. are. That's so my I, least favourite Dolly. You're not selling it. So much fun. Oh, you and I have very different ideas of fun. <laughs> Which I think we're about to find out in our question and answer. Yes. We had, we had a question and answer session. This was my idea, mainly because I couldn't think of anything else to do and I couldn't think of any topics. Well, we were supposed to record yesterday, but you couldn't. No, because I was having a nightmare editing, editing the other one. Oh yeah. I don't want to get ready. I've had a new bath put in my um <laughs> Have you been spending it? We spoke about this last week. Which means new bath. I now see my body from a whole different angle, okay? We have major <laughs> issues. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's time for the diet. <laughs> and I looked around, I was like, Wait. I'm shocked. That's but you're going to the gym tomorrow. I love the fact that you've already picked out your outfit. So questions. I'm gonna pick yep. one at random. Oh God. Uh, this is to. Um... All right, we could be here a while. This is to. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your favourite book? My favourite book. 
Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> we could be here a while. Yeah. Um, okay, I can do like five. Top five? In at yeah. number five. Uh, that's not in order. Oh, shit, right. You can't do orders. So, the, the, there's like five Jilly Cooper books. Okay. Riders, Rivals, The Man Who Made Husbands Jealous, uh, Polo, A Passionata, The Sixth Score. Anyway, one of those, but Rivals, pretty good. But they are my mental Valium, apart from actual Valium. But they are, <laughs> they are my escape need escape need something to think about during the day you know when you're having a really bad time you're either really anxious or depressed or just weirded out by life you need something there you're like oh i wonder what's happening during the day there that um the pursuit of love by nancy mitford um oh it's difficult hens dancing by Raphaela barker it's really good that was the book I read. Um, Hens dancing. I'm actually making notes. Good. I've got. I've actually got a comfort read list, which I shared at the beginning of lockdown, which I can share on the Facebook group. It's really good. I read it when I was in labour with Ned the night before I get, got married, and I couldn't sleep. Um, in after my dad died, and I couldn't sleep. It's like the ultimate comfort book. Anything about Agatha Christie. But even if you know what's coming. Yeah. yeah. Anything by Agatha Christie at all. Like, I would happily go into a bookshop and buy an Agatha Christie that I already own. In fact, I had, when we moved to this house, I had a massive cull and got rid of all my duplicates because I just had like two and three copies of some of her books. I love them so much. Shall I stop there? I mean, I could keep you going all day. Who, like, you know the lady who I was helping over lockdown to get her shopping? Yeah. And she told me that she has 30,000 books in her house. Yeah. I will be like that, except I'm try deliberately not being like that. I'm quite, I go through them a lot. My friend's dad has a bungalow owns a, a tiny and bungalow makes it sound huge it's like it's like a big shed but one that's got it's got a little attic so it's like one big room it's got a little attic and a bathroom so you could live in it but in fact it's just his library full of books full of books and he won't let his family get rid of any of them mm. and um they ban him from stuff and then they find that he's set up a new Amazon account and more stuff's coming in. So sneaky. Um, so the, I think it's, I always think that's the thing. It's like, I'm a makeup artist and I always spend money on makeup brushes because I'm like, well, it's a legitimate expense. I need them. but this, I, I don't need them. I don't need any more makeup brushes. And I think it's the same. If you like books, you're like, well, it's, it's good to read. Mm. I'm going to have loads of them. Oh, there's a really good biography of Noel Coward that I reread and reread and reread today. What, what, is, what is yours? What is your <clears throat> favourite book? Slightly different. Yours is going to be something like Tony Robbins. I don't know who that is. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. What's yours going to be? Right. So, if I need cheering up. Yeah. 
Parsnips Buttered by Joe Lysett. Oh yeah, Without you got me that, and it made me. There's there's about two or three books ever that have made me laugh out loud. The first one that ever made me laugh out loud to the extent that Joe got really shocked because he was like, "Nothing makes you laugh. Very few things really make you laugh." Spectacles by um, Sue Perkins. Right, and then right. I was feeling really depressed and you sent me Parsnips Butters by Joe Lysett and that made me do those sort of loud barks, you know, when you find something really ah! funny, you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, so... Really it's, it's, but you have the audiobook, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's reading it, so he I'm assuming. Reads, he reads it and it's one of those things, if I feel a bit, oh, God, I'm having a really shit day, and I will just randomly pick a chapter on the audiobook and listen to it for about 10 minutes. And, this, and it's, it's just hilarious. And there's just one thing that I always say, whenever I read a review or um, he, he, he trolls Donald Trump. And mm. the best way he can think of to troll Donald Trump is to leave a review on all of his hotels. Yeah. Um, anyway, he was talking about a different hotel and it was, <laughs> it's not, it will be lost because I am not... I am not doing it. But he just goes, <laughs> two types of sausage, five stars at breakfast. There was two types of sausage at breakfast. And he goes, five stars. So whenever I do a review, I just go, two types of sausage, five stars. And it's just like in my vernacular now. So is that what if I he, feel um, He is depressed? a very good example of, I think everyone thinks you either have to be rude, like you either have trolls who are rude, and frankly often really thick or or you have people who think it's better not to say anything just don't say anything and i think he's really good because he is the person with humor where he says something and he's not rude he's so clever with it Mm -hmm. that it makes it even more stingy yeah he's amazing um him um um wuthering heights Oh God, snooze! Sorry, that just came out. That just—that was just involuntary. I'm always trying to be cheerleader and supportive of people's choices, but God, if anyone made me read *Wuthering Heights* again, I—I I just hate them both. God, they deserve each other. Hate them both. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Heathcliff, it's me. Kathy. Both of you can jump out of the window. But you know what is the the um, Ralph Fiennes version of that book. <laughs> what Ralph Fiennes' version of the book? What that you oh, the wrote? Yeah, and then my final one. That's my final, my final. A film. If I'm going classic, I'm going Rebecca. Never read it. Oh my God! Let's stop. Let's press stop, and you go and read Rebecca. You need, you need proper like. Well, next time it rains, you're going on holiday next week, so it's bound to bucket. Yeah, it'll rain all week. <laughs> Rebecca. I I'd read it loads. I'd read it loads. It was one of those books that you read loads. Oh my God, I missed off. Bloody hell, my child's middle name is after To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, That's a great book, obviously. You've read it. To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm just going to lock you in a shed and post books through the door. This is terrible. I have actually Um, got an English degree, I promise. (laughs) um, The Rebecca, I'd read it loads. I was at our cottage in Norfolk and my husband had gone out with his dad somewhere and it was pissing it down as it does in Norfolk. And they had a chaise long next to a window 
and at the end of the garden was the sea and I just sat in the rain well with the rain pouring down the window with a cup of tea and I had before I had kids with a blanket and I read Rebecca and it is so beautifully written and scary Daphne du Maurier um which one which one of them I know I thought it was one of the sisters I thought it was no it's not she thought it was an Austin no you thought no. it was a... No, the other one. The other sisters. Oh, fucking hell. A Bronte. <laughs> the Brontes. I thought it was one of them Austins. You're going to have to cut a lot of me doing a very me, I know all the authors. <laughs> I'm an English <laughs> degree, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted because I get so excited about books. So, Wuthering Heights by David Austin. Um, and the final one is um, The Killer Bride by Margaret Atwood. That is such I a... haven't read that because... I'm a bit iffy on Margaret Atwood. I Sell mean, it to me. It's very good. <laughs> now, I'm very supportive of you and all your creative of, endeavours, but please don't get a book column. <laughs> it's very good. Um, two times five stars. <laughs> Rebecca, dream dinner party guests. Oh, how many are we allowed? Table of eight. Including you. Yes. Right, okay. Go. Should we do back and forth, like hockey? Tennis? Oh, okay. Um, Oh, but mine's really, my first one's really sad. That's all right. I'm going for my dad. Can I have my dad? Oh, yeah. I just want my dad, actually. I just Screw everyone else. I'm not going to have my dad. It can't be a relative. Okay. I just want a table for two with my dad. If it was a table for eight, I wouldn't bother talking to anyone else. (laughs) Yeah, that might be a bit of a shit dinner party. Also, my mum and my sister would get really pissed if I was like, by the way, I had dinner with Daddy last night. <laughs> Didn't invite you guys. Um, okay. Oh. Still black. Ah, oh, she's dead, right? Yeah. She's still going? Yeah. She, she died on, in August 2015. Yeah. Silla. Silla Black. Why do you want Silla? She just your idol. No, when I was growing up. You wanted to be Scylla. I wanted Scylla Black to be my mum. Do, 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 do. What's that song she said? Oh, anyone who had a heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she just like Scylla. <laughs> you did the team. Oh, it's, it was possibly the best thing that's ever happened to me just now. Okay, I think I feel yeah. a, a, I feel Scylla, a Scylla covers album coming out from you, 2021. Do they have to be dead? No, they can be alive or dead. Because okay. I'm having RBG as my first guest. Who? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, I had to Google her the other day when you said she'd been let out of prison. I was like, there's more information. She's not been let out of prison. She's been let out of hospital. <laughs> so who's your second person? I feel like you're going to have a very showy one and I'm going to have to sort of dinner party where Mike would be really angry when you came home because you'd, you'd be all feisty. Oh, um, I can't think of anyone else. You go. You go. Well. Just you and Scylla. <laughs> um, slash, obviously. Yes. So I'm, I'm having RBG and fla- Slash. <laughs> <laughs> Sit there at the end of the table. Amazing. Oh, one. Right, Elvis for me. Oh yeah, okay. Tom Petty for me. Oh, 
Hi, I'm Johnny Cash. Oh, nice. Yeah. Johnny Cash would Let's be good. Sing me a song. Dolly Parton. Oh, Dolly. That's a really good call. How many have you got now? Cilla Black, Elvis, Johnny Cash and Dolly Parton. I've got RBG slash Tom Petty. So you've got slash pink RBG. Yeah. Um, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. I think I need to have someone intellectual just to balance up. I mean, Dolly is all the intellect you need, really. I mean, I've got a bit of a band going here. Scylla, oh, I'd have, I'd have Goldie Horn. Oh, I know. Yeah. All of the Beatles. Have, I... <laughs> have you got space for all of the Beatles? Oh, um, no, because um, I'm going to have John Lennon. Well, we can't Is he it. vital to your dinner party? Okay, you can have crossovers. They don't have to be on the same. Kate Bush. Heathcliff, it's no. me, your Kathy. Kate Bush is going to sing. Right, this is this is the theme of my dinner party, right? Whilst okay. I'm having the starters, Kate Bush is going right. to sing Babushka. Right? No, no, Babushka. I'm sure you can make it into a moose bushka. Yes, I'm amazing. Right, okay, so we've got <laughs> Cinnabite, Elvis, Johnny Cash, Johnny Park, and Kate Bush. And Michael Jackson. I reckon that's going to be my dinner party. Oh, Patrick Swayze! He's my last one. Oh. Oh, no! I also want, I want the Sever, um, Severus Snake guy. What's his name? Oh, oh Alan Rickman. Okay, so I'm now getting... Alan rid- Rickman would be great. With I'm, getting, I'm getting rid of Michael Jackson and I'm now having Patrick Swayze and Alan Rickman and that is my final list. And I'm going to have Emma Thompson as a backup in case one of them can't make it. In case one of them calls in sick. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> Agatha Christie. Me, invite me. Gemma Bray. <laughs> Put it down. Yeah, because that wouldn't be embarrassing at all. So what was Prisoner like? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, a couple of people on that table would be able to answer for you, so it'd be okay. Um, oh, God, it's really difficult. That's a really difficult question. Uh, I don't think I can... Bro? Jane Russell. Who's that? Oh, Gemma. Gemma, Gemma. You're a lot more cultured than I am. I'm, I'm pop culture. I'm pop 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 culture. I'm meant to be Googling Jane Russell, but I just put pop culture into the... Oh, did she play Rizzo? No, that's Stockard Channing. Oh, yes, yes. I have Jane Russell, and I think I'd have Jimi Hendrix. Oh, very good, yeah, very good. I would have Jim Morrison, but I frankly think he'd be a liability. Anyone listening who's in the Facebook group, whose dinner party would you rather go to? Gemma's or mine? I'm trying to think of a but I can't. Well, Team Big Pants definitely won over Team Song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, from Holly, if you got a tattoo or if you were to get another tattoo, what would it be and what and where would it be? So do, do you, you have, already have for... do you have a tattoo? It depends. Is my mother listening? Well, if... well I mean, you've kind of given it away there, Chippy. <laughs> <laughs> I have one on my toe. Of a lightning bolt. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But I don't really count because my friend did it with a Stick in a poke. Um, I was horrified when Shippy Shippy sent me a picture of, look what I'm getting done. I was like, oh, gems! I hope it's awesome. 
super clean thank you it came out of the plastic had not been there there were gloves there was it's very clean um i would get <clears throat> the rest of my foot done on my toes and along the base of my toes i would have a beetle for jim a sun for jack and a star for ned because that's their symbols and i've always wanted to get their symbols tattooed on because then i feel like because i have their symbols on everything like Joe very sweetly got me push presents and their symbols are engraved on the inside of the rings and I have charm bracelets with their stuff on but obviously you can lose things or whatever and I want them stamped on me for life. What would you get? I have got a tattoo on my little flick finger that says I love it. Free but it looks more like Glee. You loved Glee when it was on. I didn't. I never watched an episode. You loved it so much you got it tattooed on your finger. And it, it looks, <laughs> no, one, no one notices it because it looks a bit like an ink smudge. Um, if I was to get another tattoo... I love that tattoo, by the way. I uh, love that tattoo and all it stands for. Yeah, I like it. And I, and I think I'd get one behind my ear on the bone. Mm. Um, oh, I don't know what it would say. My friend has got the coolest tattoo I've ever seen. I'm the, probably the least tattooed person I know. And she, on her wrist, just but, but more on her forearm than her wrist wrist, if you see what I mean. Yeah. She's got a tiny baby dragon, really thinly drawn. Which I is love, great. I love Scylla. Literally every time one of my friends gets a tattoo, I'm always like, is it my face? He's like, no, since since we were like 15 is it my face is it my name is it my face and i'm like why do i want to know then unless it's a big picture of me um right let's see another one. Uh, oh, i've got i i have a question for chippy she thought she oh. was going to avoid it my and you can ask me a question as well my question for chippy is what is Gemma's most annoying habit when she sends me a voice note saying I have an idea and then I go on to any form of social media and she's launched something that she thought about five minutes ago. And then... I actually had an idea this morning. I was <laughs> do I need to check Instagram? No, I was in a slow part. So I was just like, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that on Monday. But yeah, is that really? Oh, come on, there must be more. There must be more. Yeah, you're not a very annoying person. Um, do you believe in star signs? Oh my God, it was going to be quick fire. And now you're like, I'm just going to meditate on this. Well, I've got very confused because of the new star sign. Mike now has the new star sign. Yeah, my dad is not an Aries anymore. I Mike's don't think Aries. he... Mike's a typical Aries. Like, I noticed that I've, if anything, I've become more Leo. Oh, see, yes. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. And I, I love being an Aquarian. Dawn, yeah, Dawn would like to know how do you write to do lists and how do you manage procrastination? Do you want me to go? Oh, okay. <laughs> you always make, and then I feel I end up feeling like I talk all the time, but it's partly because you're like, and go. Like you, like to, you actually like to formulate a thought before just talking. Unlike some of us. <laughs> oh, she's so, onto my tactic. <laughs> so, I used to do bullet journaling. It really worked well for me. It worked so well for me that now my mum and my husband do it. 
Um, you don't need to go into the whole, don't get put off bullet journaling if you've seen people who do like beautiful designs and stuff. Oh, yeah. I did the most basic. If you look up bullet journaling on YouTube, you'll find the original post by the guy who invented bullet journaling. And it is incredibly basic. The idea is you have one layout that's the next six months for your future. So you put in what you're doing and what you'd like to do and any goals you'd like to achieve. Then you have one page that is a huge master to-do list everything you need to do and then what you do is at the beginning of every day you write friday the 22nd of july whatever it is and then you look at your major to-do list and you move across things that you're going to do that day so if you know that you've got an hour free in the afternoon and you've been putting off calling to redo your pet insurance you you're like right i'm going to do the pet insurance and it what it's really good at is all this the little things that have been on your to-do list for years get done because you're looking at that master to-do list every day and just moving across the stuff you can do so bullet journaling for me was amazing but i hated the fact i'm very old-fashioned i can't use the calendar on my phone i have a 1980s style philofax it's big A5 Filofax and it's got all my appointments in it. It's got my customers' um, orders and stuff in it. It has everything in it. And so I found it really frustrating to have two books. So what I've done is I've sort of made a bullet journal. I've bought some squared paper and I have a master to-do list in my calendar. And every day I look at it and I, so I still sort of bullet journal. And it is, if you want to be really creative, it's a really good way to, you can express yourself creatively by bullet journaling. But I know that a lot of people get put off because they're like, well, I can't do a decorative page for November. It's like, well, don't just write November. Like, I think it can be really off-putting if you think you've got to be a creative genius. Um, what do you do? Do you well, manage, do you, do you do your calendar on your phone? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Do you look at, I see, I just... I don't, I have a real mental blank. So I, have, I have a problem with to-do lists. I have a real problem right. with them because I, obviously we all need it from time to time. It's, it's really handy to have a to-do list, obviously. But for me, and someone taught me this when I had my, one of my first ever admin jobs, what she used to do, she was an amazing, amazing PA, right? And what she used to do is, I suppose it's a form of bullet journaling, I suppose. But she had a rolling to-do list. And yeah. she taught me that you will never finish your to-do list. The only, yeah, yeah. the only time you'll finish your to-do list is when you die. Yeah. It's like, it's like, the, it's like Mary Poppins' bag. When she takes something out, another little thing pops up underneath. So yeah, what, that what, is what's really good about the bullet journal. So you're not starting a new list every day. It's just this one list. We well, are starting yeah, yeah, yeah. every day. But you're just prioritizing that stuff for that day rather so than staring she, at this really long list every day and being like so she would have like a, she would have a workbook like oh this. fancy fancy notebook being shown by Gemma. so this is so this is what i do for work so i only really write to do lists for work so every day i will write i will write the date and then anything that i didn't cross off the day before yeah moved over to that date uh-huh and then you, it will never drop off your list 
Yeah. It's just written. And then, and, and I have so, and I don't really keep a lot of paper, but the other week we lost, we needed a pass, um, password, didn't we, to get into an Instagram yeah. account. And I keep all of my notebooks and they're all every day, they're dated. And I knew it was around yeah. that time and I was able to find my password. And it's yeah. just, you know it's just it just works so me. that's another good thing about the bullet journal is they say have a, you have a, a page for stuff you need to remember or you have a page it's just quite good at having everything in one place and having and i yeah when i finished them i did keep them i advise a daily method of operation um which i have and don't stick to but if you're like me or like you, or you work from home, or even if you don't, this works for everyone. But I, um, if you work online, I think it's particularly important because going on Facebook legitimately is involved in my work mm -hmm. and it is involved in your work. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we all go onto Facebook to do something specific. And then an hour later, you're looking at free Britney hashtags. <laughs> and so daily method of operation you can have these so what's really useful is you can have these for different times of the day so you can work out how much time you've got for, for one thing and you can have a daily method of operation for it so I have a thing for when I get to my desk for my first hour I've broken it down into 15 minute chunks so I'll do 15 minutes on customer follow-ups seeing how they're getting on blah 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 and I'll do 15 minutes on working on stuff for my team and I'll do 15 minutes of creating stuff in my Facebook group and I'll do 15 minutes of I can't remember what and I'll set my timer and I'll switch everything else off um, and it just means that that hour is really well used and I know that some people do it so they have a morning an afternoon and an evening one so that you're not because it's very easy in network marketing to feel like if you're chatting on messenger you're working but obviously you could just be chatting and not really getting anything productive done mm. so making it so that you have what you actually need to do so if it's 15 minutes of working through your to-do list is really helpful or 15 minutes of working through your emails or half an hour like some methods go for setting your timer for half an hour but yeah. it is true and that is partly why the organized mum method works so well is the timer it's it's knowing that there is an end coming and so you you've just got half an hour to bang that whatever it is out um and it's the same for for work stuff i think and so even if you even if you schedule in some procrastination if you're like i'm going to give myself 10 minutes of scroll hole i'm going to set my timer this and then yeah yeah because my top tip and actually someone messaged me about this because so i did my degree and i did an open university degree right so i didn't go to an actual university specializing in david austin yeah <laughs> <laughs> not a very good advert for the open university am i so i would you are a really good one and so someone messaged me the other day and said that she works from home and there was like, how do you stop procrastination when you work from home? And what I, and I, and I do this now. So it's, I, sometimes I set my timer for 30 minutes, but 
very often I, don't, I find that when you're working and it's something that requires deep focus, 30 minutes, you're just getting into it. Yeah. 30 minutes. Absolutely. So I sometimes, if I'm really struggling, I will go by my washing machine cycle. <laughs> That's a good idea. So I'll put a load of washing on and I'm like, right, while, the load of, while that washing is doing, I will, do, I will sit down and I will clear my emails or I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do 40 minutes of editing a YouTube video or a podcast. Because um, let me break it to you, ladies and gentlemen, editing anything is soul destroying. But you wouldn't let anyone else do it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But <laughs> I, am, I am training Tom to be my YouTube Ooh, editor. That's good. Yeah. Um, but I don't trust him. I initially them. couldn't watch myself on YouTube, so I let Joe edit stuff. Um, and it turned out that Joe found all the makeup stuff really pointless and boring and really liked my chatting. So he edited so the, I, the main... The main... So he'd be like, everyone knows how to apply an eyeshadow. And I was like, babe, it's a how to apply an eyeshadow tutorial. And he was like, but you were being really funny about like pulling faces. And I was like, that's the stuff you should have edited out. Oh, God. So I had to man up and do it myself. So that's, that's one of my top tips. Go, and so, because like, if you're, um, I've got a washing machine cycle that's um, 90 minutes, one of them. So I'll do 90 minutes and then I feel like I've done a good chunk. I also find, well, normally this has gone out the window, but pre-coronavirus. On a different tangent, how did you meet your other halves? Uh... Go on. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, I'll go first. You go first. I love yours. And he was the usher at our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> when everyone says, where'd you meet your husband? I, I should think of a, a, a fake story. Oh. No. Fake story would be boring. We want truth. So, want my, truth. so he was the usher at my wedding. And then because obviously I like to think he was heartbroken because I married another man. So he I was heartbroken. So. Then he had to emigrate to New Zealand because he was heartbroken, right? And then, he, and then I got divorced. This we're talking 10, 13 years later. Then I got divorced. And then one night he was visiting his mum back in the UK. And then one night I was having fish, chip, fish fingers, chips and beans, like you do. And the door went and Derek was knocking on my front door. And I hadn't <laughs> seen him for over a day. And I just burst into tears. What were you, what were you wearing? That sounds saucy, but I imagine fish and chips. A black t-shirt, a pair of yeah. jeans, and um, I had a grey belt with like a jewelled buckle. Oh, thank God! It could have been really bad. Like yeah. I go around in like, given half a chance, I'll just be in a pants and t-shirt. Where did you meet? Um, so I was at university in Nottingham, and I was offered work during the summer holidays at the publishers that I then ended up working at after university. But this is in the summer after my second year. And I needed, the publisher was in London, and I needed somewhere to stay. My sister's boyfriend, now husband, said, I've got my, my housemate's moving out for the summer, so you can rent his room. And he lived with Joe. So that's how I met Joe. But what is really nice is that my sister and I, who are very close, are now married to 
boys who are basically best friends, oh, yeah. grow up together, oh, how lovely. have Fulham season tickets together. So it makes family holidays oh, really good because you don't have to worry. Two more questions. Early twenties. Ready? We're going to go for serious, and we're going to go for, for, for we're going to end with a frivolous one. Serious one. How do you? This is from Kaylee. Kaylee Louise says, "How do you not scream when times are hard? How do you smile and carry on?" Oh, I think a good scream is always. I mean, I'm fully up for a primal scream into my pillow. I don't always carry on and I don't always smile. And I think that's the thing, actually. I think, I think both of us must feel this on, when we work on social media like we do. It's really hard to, to always feel like you have to be on. And also it's very cruel because you have to be on. Well, you do. You have to be on for social media. Otherwise, you're, whatever you're doing doesn't get likes. And by likes, I mean it doesn't get shown. And the annoying thing is it's not all about likes. Except when it comes to the algorithm, it is. Because if you don't get the likes, it doesn't get shown to more people. Yeah. So, so you have to I'm, be on all the time. But it is exhausting and emotionally draining and, and not advisable. Be, there will be days when I just don't go on and, and do any Instagram stories because I can't summon... I don't want to go on there and be fake. because people. And I think one of the reasons I laugh at the beginning of every episode is that because you make you makes me laugh because you can be a bit like dramatic things happen to you Gemma Bray can we mention the deer incident we can be talking let's talk we we can be talking about something like last week Gemma and her kid and Derek but Derek didn't do anything got manhandled by a deer in the park and Gemma can be talking about like it was really scary I thought we were all going to die one of the kids was crying Blah, blah, blah. and then you'll be like hello <laughs> it's like Scylla's here and that but that is the thing is that you yeah have to be able to switch on positive mood and I think it's quite easy for the podcast because we basically just talk to each other mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah because you can bounce with each other but like if, if, if I know I'm having a bad day the thought of going on so I've got two Instagram accounts I've, 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 I've now ch- I've, I've, I've come up with this solution. I've got my Gem Bray account and I've got my Organised Mum account. And I'm, on my Gem Bray account... And we now have a Life Laundry account. And we also have a Life Laundry account. And basically, I am, like, always on Instagram now. Um, but, like, because... No, who want If you, if you are following the Organised Mum on Instagram, you want motivation and, you know, it needs to be a positive place. You don't want to, you don't want to log on and someone go, me go... Hi guys, it's Monday. Just not feeling it today. I just can't be asked to do the living room. I mean, who's going to do that? So I'd kind of do that. My other one. What you doing? Yeah, that's. Sorry, I just found my son's toy. Found my son's toy. Um, I think it's important to give yourself space. I have learned out. So when we started recording this podcast very good testament to what good friends we are what was i doing when we started when we pressed record Gemma bray what was i doing chippy was lying on her bed i was lying on my bed i actually thought i might be having a heart attack just because you know when you they say part of having a heart attack is you feel like the world is ending i feel like the world is ending but my usual thing i think it's more an anxiety attack not the same as panic attack 
where I feel like I can't keep my eyes open and I feel like the world is ending. I actually think it's when I have too much input right. from people. And obviously I live with four people who need a lot of input. And actually I had to say so to her... Unplug from the matrix. Yeah, but I, I had to say to, to my eldest today, you talk mm. all the time and I love that you talk all the time and you have really important things to say, but it's very difficult to always switch my ears on and I need five minutes and I think if you feel like I think you need to work out what your thing is so your thing Gemma is going for a long walk or going to the allotment mm-hmm. um my thing is what I always tell you to do sometimes you're they <laughs> lying on the floor yeah, but I but it's important. You need to caveat that with lying on the ground floor. Not I always just lie on the bedroom floor upstairs and wondering why it wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, ground floor. I'll, but but lying on the floor, lying on the grass. I actually lay on the grass at my mum's a couple of weeks ago, and fell asleep. And I'm a really bad sleeper, and I literally just lay on the grass and fell asleep. Final question, which can be on. Mm as well i could we'll have a little bit of a change up of our positive for the week and it is from victoria what is or are your fondest childhood memory or memories that's a quite a tricky one i don't even know oh god that is tricky i really loved the fact that from the age of about seven um i had my dad and my mum um, loaned, I had a pony on loan called Tuppence oh, who was was walk a complete on. Walk on. Walk on. Did you? Uh, no you didn't have to tell him to walk on he oh. was a complete tyrant I had to basically be tied on because he went everywhere at 100 miles an hour <sighs> my dad called him the equine kettle because he, my dad was obviously on big horses and Tuppence was tiny um, Dartmoor pony and would just be behind his horse going <laughs> trying to overtake um, and then on my ninth birthday, they bought me a pony. Sounds, there's no good way to make it sound less. Oh, they bought me a pony. But they got me a pony and I arrived at the stables and she had pink bows plaited into her mane. And I spent every minute I could on horses when I was little. And it was, it, it was lovely. And I feel like... It was a very hashtag blessed childhood because yeah. I'm not an outdoorsy person, yeah, yeah. but I love horses. So I got my outdoorsiness. I used to have this alarm clock. It was my favorite alarm clock and it was a chicken and it was a chicken with a guitar. Right. In the morning, because I needed this alarm clock because I sleep through everything. So I needed a really decent alarm clock. And it's a long... How old were you when you got your alarm clock? I think I had it, I had it from when I was about six to when I was probably about 13. Okay. And it went, wah! Yeah! Hey, baby, wake up! Come and dance with me! Wah! And it used to go on, wah! <sighs> oh my God, it just triggered me. We went to a theme park, had one of those really high slides, yeah. and there was a queue up. You had to queue up the steps. And halfway up the steps, I realised I needed a pee. But I thought it'd be quicker 
to go up and down the slide than to go back down and pee. I pissed myself going down the slide. <laughs> and I had, <laughs> my grandmother had to give me a jacket and fashion it as a pair of trousers. And my mum was in, it, like, that's the sort of thing that would just mortify my mother. But she said there was a Yorkshire guy. <laughs> Oh no! One of the one of the has wet themselves with fright, <laughs> and my mum was like, "Oh, it was you." <laughs>